0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere.
0: Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Anthony Katcheman, and this is our weekly look at the Cleveland Indians. I am joined by Jordan Bastion from the mean streets of San Francisco. The Indians are in Oakland this week, and uh, JB is out there, of course. Uh, So, how about this Jose Ramirez character, huh? 27 straight games, getting on base. Hits the game-winning go-ahead home run uh, against the Blue Jays on Sunday. Hit the game-tying home run on Friday night. We've talked about him on this podcast many times, but it's just really – Sunday, I really hammered home the point, J.B. I I don't know. The the short list of of guys whose impacts this season across MLB I'm talking about just rate as truly stunning uh, based on what we saw from Ramirez, especially offensively last season. Um, I I think he had a a sub-70 OPS-plus last season. This year, this guy's been uh, Mr. Clutch, just like his Twitter handle says.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, I think – if you would have told me in spring training you know, that they would have missed Michael Brantley for essentially the whole year and that the offense would still be you know, in the top of the American League ranks for runs scored and production across the board, you know, I'm not sure if you would have told me where to sort of apply the offense and where it was coming from. I'm not sure how much I would have put on Jose Ramirez uh, based on what we saw last year when I think he was admittedly kind of looking over his shoulder, knowing that Francisco Lindor was coming up and right behind him, and you know maybe a trip back to the minors would be, you know, would be there if he struggled out of the gates. You know, I think that sort of kind of weighed on him and affected his production. And I think what we're seeing now is the product of a guy who came back up in the second half last year. You know, played strong down the stretch, kind of felt like he could do it, and then this year enters the year knowing the Brantley situation, knowing that he's not looking over his shoulder, that Francona was going to try and find ways to work him in as an everyday player, even though he didn't have a position. Uh, You know, I think he had that to to kind of rest on. And now we're seeing as the production has gone up, his confidence has gone up. And he's always played really well when he's kind of got that confidence going. He's got a little bit of a swagger in his step. And, um, you know, he's becoming a a big part of this team and in the clubhouse. And it's been – you know, really a godson for this Indians team. You know, I think in the American league right now, I think I saw somebody put out Jose Ramirez is fourth or fifth in wins probability win probability added. You know, right up there with M V P candidates. You know, I think if you were gonna make a case as him as the M V P of this Indians team right now, it wouldn't be far fetched at all.
0: He might actually be that guy. No, and so much of his production has come in the so-called clutch. 394 average with two outs and runners on. That's the second best in MLB. Second only to Mookie Betts, who is a legit MVP candidate. And six of Ramirez's ten home runs have come in the eighth inning or later. So the guy uh, certainly steps up in the big moments. And another guy who plays a lot of swagger and, and of course, followed Ramirez's game-tying home run on Friday night with the inside-the-park home run um, that was as as crazy an ending to a ball game as, as I've seen uh, in my time uh, watching baseball. I don't know about you, Jv, but um, that was that was quite a uh, finish with a flourish there, Mr. Tyler Naquin.
1: Yeah, it was incredible. I happened to actually be off that night, um, you know, ahead of this road trip, so I was home and my son came out of bed. He said he couldn't sleep. He had a bad dream. And I was watching the Indians game, so I called him over. I said, "Hey, let's just we'll watch the game for a little bit." And uh, he stayed up, and we watched Jose Ramirez hit that home run to tie the game. And, you know, he was pretty excited, and he's going nuts. And then I was like, all right, buddy, you know, you've know you stayed up long enough. It's time to go to bed. And he said, okay, and we gave our hugs, and then he went off to bed. And as he's back in bed, <laughs> Tyler Naquin hits the inside-the-park walk-off, and I felt like the worst father ever <laughs> for not letting him stay up 30 more seconds. Um, but it was pretty incredible. I think for Indians fans all over, it's going to be one of those where-were-you moments Um, A lot of people still talk about Jason Giambi's walk-off within that 10-game winning streak back in 2013. Uh, I think a lot of people, given the magnitude of what the Indians are trying to do this year and where they're in the standings, this is going to be a moment that Indians fans remember forever. I'm looking forward to next year, maybe seeing if they do a Tyler Naquin bobblehead with him doing the rock-on pose at home plate. I mean, it was pretty incredible, Uh, very photographic moment there at the plate where he threw the, uh, the fingers up right before getting swallowed by his teammates. Um, Zach Meisel of Cleveland.com did a, did a good piece today, um, kind of an oral history, went around the clubhouse, um, just having uh, everybody involved kind of talk about, you know, the moment as it developed and after it, and it's pretty good read. Um, but, yeah, I think that was incredible and just kind of the signature moment of a season, uh, kind of like Jose Ramirez from a player who wasn't really expected to do much we didn't really know what to expect given that he was a rookie and given his sort of abbreviated minor league career and he comes up and has made an immediate impact especially since june when marlon bird got hit with the suspension and he knew he was here to stay yeah that
0: naquin's uh inside the park home run game winner was the first uh you know I guess you say runoff uh inside the park home run, uh for the Indians since August thirteenth, nineteen sixteen, so almost one hundred years to the day. And yeah, the uh you call it the rock pose or whatever. I, I don't know, I, that's the one part I was curious I didn't get a chance to ask Nick when this, uh over the weekend, maybe someone else did, but he's an Aggie and, and it and that sure looks like the hook 'em horns. So I don't know what that was all about. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to follow moment, up with him I... and say, you know,
1: everyone's saying it's rock on. Let's see if he was actually throwing up his uh
0: yeah. there yeah that was uh that was the only uh curious part to come out of that but uh all right so elsewhere uh with this team i mean that was just there's a lot to digest from that weekend series against the blue jays um it had a kind of a playoff vibe to it all the games decided by one run and and of course uh dramatic wins for the indians involved uh, you just feel like those two clubs would would be a great matchup come october but um, you know, one thing, of course, that, that has stood out in the last week, Cody Allen had the, uh, the, uh, gave up the grand slam to Adam Eaton against the White Sox on Sunday after Jose Ramirez's home run. There were some shaky moments in the ninth, got through that. But, you know, we've, we've talked about Andrew Miller and what a great weapon he's been for this club and he's been used in so many high-leverage spots. But you do wonder uh, if, if at any point or if, if we'll start to see him more in the ninth inning um, if Cody Allen has, has more of these shaky moments, what is your thought on the ninth inning?
1: Well, the, you know, I I still think Terry Francona is handling this the appropriate way to have Andrew Miller available as the, the high leverage weapon. Um, you know, you don't want to pigeonhole him, just say he's the ninth inning guy. I think that is the best approach. And so that has led to Cody Allen working the ninth more. Um, I think we have seen Miller work the ninth once, I believe, Um but I thought yeah. you wrote an excellent column, kind of breaking down the the merits of sort of using this tandem in this way, and I, I think I think it's the right way to do it. You know, save your best pitcher for the situation where you feel it's it's the most opportune time to to have your best reliever, and uh, even in that last game against the Blue Jays, as Cody Allen um, kind of flirted with a little drama there, walks to Donaldson and Encarnacion. Um, you know, Miller was warming in the bullpen, so maybe if it did get to a certain situation, Miller would have came in. Um, I don't know, maybe one more runner gets on and things like that. So, yeah, I think Francona is definitely not close-minded about the ninth inning. I think he is open-minded about how he could use it down the stretch, and, um, you know, I think it's the it's the right way to go the way he's been doing it.
0: Yeah, you mentioned the win probability added that earlier and that of course uh, is it, something that can be used to illustrate how well uh, Francona has used Miller because he's added great value to this club in a very short time um, but it'll be interesting because uh, you know it, managers in their soul always seem to be creatures of habit or, or tradition or what happens right. and uh, if, if there are some blow ups um, you, you do wonder if, if we'll start to see Miller more in the ninth or what we'll see
1: um, yeah, the, the other point to make on that the five-run, the Grand Slam night that Cody Allen had, you know, a lot of angry uh, Twitter managers were out there, you know, saying obviously Allen didn't have it throughout that inning. Anyone who watched that inning, was, was, I mean, he made one mistake, and I don't even yeah. know if you really could call it a mistake. It was a really good pitch to Eaton, and Eaton took a really good swing on it while blowing a, a gum bubble. So that was uh, that was interesting. But up to that point, he had induced grounders, and the only ball that got out of the infield was a was a bloop down the line that dropped in and I think tipped off Jose Ramirez's glove. So yeah, if I'm managing that game and watching it, and that's my pitcher, I don't think at any point I'm going, my pitcher doesn't have it today. you know. So I think that was also kind of a unique blown save in that, yeah, the, the final pitching line looked really ugly, five runs allowed. Um, but throughout that outing specifically, you know, it was a lot of tough luck that, that came the Indians' way.
0: Yeah, it was definitely uh, bleepers, bloopers, and blunders. And, uh, you know, that, it's not enough time to even warm anybody up, even if you were concerned about that. I right, don't know who else. right. Miller is down that day, which he was. I don't know who you're supposed to turn to in that ninth inning start. So, yeah, the, the uh, Twitter managers, I don't know if uh, if they were going to win manager of the year after that performance. But, <laughs> um you know, we're talking about all these crazy things that happen on this homestead. Uh, Adam Deacon's uh, bubble-blowing grand slam and the, and the thrilling series against the Blue Jays. And, you know, I do a lot of radio. You do a lot of radio. And, and the one thing I'm continually asked uh, in the last couple of weeks is where are the fans? Of course, there was not, not a great uh, heavily attended series against the White Sox. The weekend series against the Blue Jays was like half Blue Jays fans. Uh, they travel yeah. very well, uh, and, and they always do. But um, but yeah, I mean it, it is it is slightly you know it's definitely eye catching because we always say well when when this club's in contention in the second half the fans turn out well here we are we're deep into the second half I'm I'm fairly confident we'll see bigger crowds come September and and uh, you know the Indians will probably be nailing down the division at that point but um, but yeah you, you do wonder where the fans at right now yeah it's been disappointing again
1: um, per usual. Yeah, you know, what I what I have said to some fans who have asked about that. I look, like I get the past gripes uh trading away back-to-back Cy Young winners on what what feels like eons ago now um or the 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 payroll which whether you like it or not exists in the the realm that it does. Yeah, you know, I get some of the past gripes um that fans have, the frustrations. Yeah, and for for a long period of time when the team was going through some hard losing times or kind of bottomed out in 2012, You know, some of those frustrations felt real and felt justified. But, you know, this front office has built this team under some payroll restraints, um, and the team's pretty incredible. I was laughing. When we were in Washington, D.C., a fan came down to the dugout, and Chris Antonetti was in the dugout, and he yelled, Hey, Antonetti! And we're all like, Oh, boy, what's coming now? And Antonetti turned and looked at him, and the fan yelled, great job putting this team together and (laughs) he was like thrown off and he's like thank you like you know there's so much complaining about this roster um and and the past that it's like this team's in first place it's got one of the most exciting young players in francisco lindor it's got one of the most cost effective and talented rotations in baseball and they're in first place and you know look like they're october bound it's like if if you're not excited as an Indians fan for what's on the field right now you know I'm not sure what it is exactly you're waiting for you know because you've got such young talented uh, players that are locked in you've got a core that the younger generation of fans can sort of grow up with a little bit so to speak you know so I think uh, it's an exciting time to be an Indians fan and you know I think still hanging on to some of those past complaints while maybe justified years ago, It just doesn't feel like they hold up as strong when the team's playing as well as it's playing.
0: Yep, these are the good old days. So uh, enjoy them while they're here, basically. Uh, I want to thank Jordan Bastian for joining us. We'll check in with him again next week. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Cleveland Indians edition.